Okay, wow, it's been a minute since we've done um, a uh, Lawyer Greg podcast on law and business. And to catch you up to speed, I have been taking care of myself, running, doing burpees. Robert's been doing the same thing. And uh, we just ate a vegetarian meal. He got me to eat a vegetarian meal. (laughs) And I've been working on the office and expanding and we've been hiring and we've been pushing. We've been pushing. We've been very fortunate. It's been a great summer. Today is September 26th, 2018, right? So we're heading into fall here. That's right. And it's been a long, what, Wednesday hump day? And we wanted to bring you some thoughts on personal networking. And specifically, we're working on the chapter of the book, which is called... Giving Value, Having Fun, and Giving Back. Giving value, having fun, and giving back. Okay? Why, why, why aren't you doing it? Right, right. well, yeah, and I, I summed it up. Robert gave me the name of the chapter, and I said, yeah, personal networking, basically, right? So I think that most people are inherently bad at personal networking. Some people are bad at it, some people are good at it. If you're really, really good at it, then, uh, then it's really, really good for you. So how can you make it work for you, and what does it mean? I mean, to me, personal networking and sales are one and the same. I don't think as a lawyer you're doing much different than think, there, there's a lot of strategy involved, but there's sales involved too, especially if you're in the courtroom. Right. I mean, and you don't like yeah. that lawyers do not want to be called salespeople, right? Because they're too smart for that and they went to school too long for that, right? Yeah. But, but really what you're doing is, is you're, when you're litigating something, there's strategy, but when you make it in front of a jury, there's a lot of there's a lot of sales there. There's control of the courtroom. There's presence. There's appearance. There's um, you know perception is reality. Um, there is selling your side or your point to twelve people in a box. That's what it is. Yeah. And when I started, when I quit that stuff, and I used to be good at that, I still miss that. It is like a drug. There's no two better words in the English language, and I've said it a bunch, than the words not guilty mm-hmm. for a defense attorney because you're fighting the man, you're fighting the state, you're fighting the police, you're fighting everybody, all those resources. It's like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Not guilty, you're done. Let's roll, let's roll, let's walk, right? And you just, you know... Pop your collar and walk out of the courtroom, right? Dude, it's ridiculous on your ego, you know? Losing's hard, too. Oh, sure. I don't know how that feels, though. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, so, uh, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, that's, that's good. But, but I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that, you know? Um, There's negatives to that because you're just ridiculously emotionally invested with your client. Uh, If I could be a lawyer with a bad bedside manner, Right, mm-hmm. that's like uh, take these pills and do this, and we're going to do this surgery. Uh, I don't really want to talk to you, family. You know, those that kind of doctor, right, might be a great doctor, an amazing doctor with a bad personality, or purposely keeps their distance. Right, I was never that kind of lawyer, though. Right, because I was uh, I was uh, all too emotionally involved, you know, all the way around when I was doing trial work, uh, which wears on your it tears on your soul after a while. Okay. 
and, um, and on your family, I'm sure. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just as as a result of being around you all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being around me all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's true. It does wears wears on everyone. But but uh, um, taking that mentality, that realization, for me, I can tell you, my journey was just saying, you know. I love this. I love elder law. I love the estate planning part of it. I love the strategy. I love being able to do things that other people can't or won't or don't, you know, um, and that knowledge. I love that problem solving. And, and it dawned on me one day that I could go put 20 people in a room that want to be educated on something. And instead of the DA being pissed at me over here and the judge being pissed at me over here and the jury may be saying not guilty but then having buyer's remorse afterwards and not being too thrilled either and then my knucklehead client might be happy right <laughs> but I might not be too happy about that either you know I don't know but it's not necessarily a win-win but I love the fact that it was a win-win helping a family save harder money and property right. and that People needed to be educated on that. People wanted education on that. So no different than putting 12 people in a box, I was able to put 20 people in a room and repeatedly over and over again talk to them about subjects that they wanted to hear about. And if they wanted to hire us, great. Around that, I built a system and I built a firm. And why don't other people do it? I mean, how is this... But there's right. more. There's, there's more than just that. There's also a million different ready-made networking groups to go belong to. That you can belong to. BNI. Rotary is a great one. BNI is a great one too. Masonic Lodges. Um, being on boards. In all, boards, board of directors. Okay. You know, for for nonprofits, a great way to meet people, get give back to the community, right? And our firm, right? Being a little more selfish, self full, working really hard, you know, allows you to also sponsor things, right? And use money to help organizations and people, right? Which is great. It's a win for win win for everyone. But it takes time and effort and patience. Most people will get burnt out on seminars very quickly if they give them. Because either they don't do it right or they hit one that's a dud and they spend out some money on it. Yeah. And they quit. But it's like anything else. It, it works out over time. I've given seminars to a room of 150 people. I've given a seminar to one person at a church before. One person showed up. And the pastor. But you kept going. Yeah, you keep, everyone always keep going. And you keep a good attitude about it. Hey mm -hmm. man, get them next time. Or maybe that one person tells somebody. Or maybe that one person needs business. Yeah, I remember or maybe the saying, pastor's appreciative. I remember you saying one of the worst seminars you it wasn't the worst seminar as in a bad seminar but it was oh, the I had the seminar I gave to the Cleveland up. Country Club that's right at a, that a country club that six people turned out we spent a decent amount of coin on that that seminar 
Six people show up, and uh, but it turns out to be an intimate environment. And I'm on my game, and I give a presentation, and I give it my all, and, and they appreciated it. And there were pl- there's plenty of question and answer time to go around the room and talk about things one-on-one. So I developed, what's the point of having a seminar? Give out a message, value. To create, to create a bond with someone else. That's the whole point. To create a bond or trust with someone else. I would say the message is probably not the most important thing. Okay. At all. I mean, obviously the message matters. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is to build a trustworthy bond with someone else. Yeah. With the time that you get to spend with them. Right? I mean, that's what's important. Shaking their hand afterwards, maybe before. Treating them well. Making them laugh. How about remembering people's names? How sure. There's no, nothing people want. Well, that's in what? Is that Peter Drucker that wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People? Anyway. Dale, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Yes, yeah, sorry. Dale Carnegie wrote that. And he said... Uh, there's no uh, nothing that people like more than hearing their own names. Yeah, that's right. Probably a true story. I'm sure. What about having so maybe fun? maybe have name tags? That's a good idea. Have name tags. That's another story. Yeah, that would help. And then, um, yeah, you want to have fun. You want to keep it light. Having fun in business. Business and fun doesn't quite seem to, to mesh. It doesn't no, it's seem fun. To, it's yeah, got to be fun. It. It's right. got to be fun. Comedy comedy is so blue ocean. There's truth to comedy. When you laugh, it's because you connect with something. You connect with someone. I would say there's probably no greater truth than making someone laugh, right? And someone seeing the, funny, the humor in something. Right, right. I mean, sar- you know, I like using just sarcasm, you know, comedy, those things. It's going to be very revealing. And those, that's fun to connect with somebody on that level and in that way. And, you, and you're just expanding your bond with that person. I have found that the room full of 150 people is really horrible. In what way? Because I can't make a connection with 150 people at one time in an hour. Yeah. Not anything lasting or real. But give me 20 people or less. 12 is a great number. Same number of jurors, but yeah. You know, 20 people or less, and you have time to make connections and to really, really get some work done and learn. Well, that could, I suppose that could be one of the reasons people don't think that they can give value because they might think that without having 100, 200 people in an audience, it's not worth the bother. Doing 20 people here and there, they might think, well... Sure, they want to be Tony Robbins in Pakistan. They want to be Tony Robbins in Pakistan. Exactly. The right. heat course didn't start that way. He started with one or two people. No, he started with giving small seminars as many times a week as he could for a long time. But then, for your area of business, having an audience of 5,000 suddenly turn up isn't going to be good. I'll take, him, I'll take him 20 at a time. Yeah. That sounds like an awesome, awesome, an awesome audience that I can see over the course of a year or two. You want to really personalize it. Yeah. You need right. to. If you want them to get something out of it and you want to get something out of it, in my opinion. 
but we're talking about some complex legal subjects sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And real problems that people have, and they have questions sometimes. And that whole thing comes back to the giving back idea also. Who's giving the seminar? There's a good question. Who's giving the seminar? Well, someone who has certainly an understanding of the subject that's being taught. If I give a seminar, who's, am I giving the seminar? Or are the people there giving the seminar? <laughs> what do you mean? It's a good question. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll bring it back. It's my seminar. I'm the speaker. Yeah. You have a keynote? Sure. <clears throat> but the people in the audience are giving the seminar. I'm just asking questions. If I do it right. And it'll be the best seminar they've ever attended. You're bringing them on board. And I'm delegating. Mm -hmm. And I'm making my job easier too. Because I'm using their brains to give the seminar. And I'm tailoring the seminar to them. So it's a specific experience that caters to what they need to hear. Okay. I think I can grasp that. And what are we talking about doing? Networking. Yeah. What is a network? Community. Okay. I, I, I picture it in a computer, like nodes, right? Like you're connecting, let's say if it's one computer to another, mm -hmm. to another, to another. Maybe they're connected through a central server. Right. Right? Well, I, you know, I want, I want to connect with their head, with their brain. That's the connection. That's the network. Mm -hmm. it's, my ne it's my brain connected to these other brains. Right. They're, I'm the, maybe I'm the server, right? And I'm just delegating out questions that I think that they need to process to their processors to mull over. Oh, I see. And they're giving you the... You're, they're feeding you information about how you can better serve them they're telling me how to they're telling me how to answer their questions well, the question they're giving me back the information that I need the problem I need to solve right right that's what communication is that's what networking is networking is just as effective in a room full of 20 people with one person speaking mm -hmm. as it is one-to-one -one networking out for a lunch more effective if you're good at it but the way you do that is by asking questions. So why doesn't the majority of business owners out there do it? I mean, I know you said it takes a lot of commitment. I'm not them. It takes time. Because you got to run a business. you got to figure out how to do it. It takes time and it takes effort. You also mentioned beforehand... Then you, before get, busy, you get busy over here. You don't have time to go do it. you got to figure it out. You also mentioned before we started recording this that Public speaking is a real fear for a lot of people. It could doesn't be the public speaking element. doesn't matter whether they're CEOs or not, or business owners, they could still have that. I'll experience. say this too. Everyone has different styles. Mm -hmm. My style is to really know the material ahead of time because it's what I do. Right. And it's, I mean, it's just what I do for a living, right? So I love to be prepared ahead of time. But maybe I have a PowerPoint that, that has a certain purpose or task. But I'm really not 
the more I do it, the more I do it, the less dependent I am on a PowerPoint. I don't like them. They're constrictive. The more I, I have an agenda, a bullet point agenda in my head, maybe not written, but you know, that I want to go through. And I want to know who the audience is, right? Who's the audience? Right. And then through talking, giving examples, through laughter, through loosening the audience up, through interaction, through inspiring them to ask questions, through asking them questions, right. it becomes a communication, a real communication. And I'm not doing all the work. I'm managing the seminar by delegating most of the work out to the people attending. And then in response to their feedback, I'm answering their questions to a point. I don't want to spend too much time on one person and their issue and lose everybody else. Yeah. But if their issue is applicable to probably everyone else, it might be worth time, you know, spending some time there. Or else it's a great segue to say, hey, we're getting too deep down that rabbit hole. Plus, it's too personal in front of everyone. See me after. See Taylor. At the table over there, she'll schedule you a free consult because you suffered through having to listen to me run my mouth today. Right. right. But giving back can also mean some other things. You sponsor... Who do you sponsor? <laughs> You do sponsorships, you put money to sponsor? other causes, that kind of thing? Man, I mean, nonprofits are ruthless about handing out, you know, asking for money, right? Um, I'm involved with a number of causes and groups, some of them that make sense to be involved in because it's good business. Right. Some of them are simply charitable things in the community that somehow I got wrapped up in and involved in and I love. But, but those give sponsorship opportunities where you can get your logo out there and you can sponsor a great cause. How, how about... Golf tournaments or you know, whatever it is. How about giving back to your employees? The school, you know. What does that mean? Well, like putting them through trainings that may not be directly related to the work, but we that improve too. them in their positions. Or, or just thing. taking them out for a fun, fun afternoon. Yeah. We're doing that Friday. Going to uh, Topgolf on Friday, if you want to come. You're going away? Topgolf. What is that? If you and Nancy want to come, come on. Some, uh, We're taking you're, a limo. <laughs> you're going to you're go and play? Is this like a, a golf course? Like a, it's like a driving range. Driving range. But it's like a multi-story driving range. It's oh, also yeah. like a club, t- clubby type atmosphere. It's really cool. So we're going there for the afternoon for Friday. We're taking a limo. If you and Nancy <laughs> want to come, let me know. I'll let you know. Okay. God, I haven't played golf since I don't know when. But yeah, time. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's giving back to the to them. Yes, yes. they know that. That's giving them instruction and training and. I give them access to a business coach mm-hmm. anytime they need it, and, which doubles as kind of you know someone to talk to about whatever problems they might be going through or issues they might want to talk about. And yeah. I just think the the whole self is extremely important. And are we rewarded? Am I rewarded for it? I think so. I think it pays back double or more. 
Um, that's important. It's a holistic approach. Yes. And as you mentioned, culture culture beats strategy approach. for breakfast, right? Culture beats strategy any day. I think we've got a decent strategy and vision. I, think yeah. we, I believe in our vision. And uh, we have a great culture. Strong company culture. A personality uh, for the company. I hate the word company, but yeah, yeah. It's a strong culture. It's like an extended family. Why do you hate the word company? Because it's just, to me, some kind of corporate-type word. I was going to say that. Is it too corporate? Yeah, it seems corporate. where good souls go to die. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, I think uh, sweat equity and networking and seminars and there's a million different ways to do it. It takes time. It takes very little money comparatively. And there's no more efficient way to spend your time than uh, doing free lunch and learns to every business in your major, nearest major metropolitan area which you could do for the rest of your life and how many business owners would you know and how many clients would you get right? regardless of what you do. And of course, with the way the internet is now, you, could, you can do a lot of this networking directly from your phone. You can do it in your car on the way to work. I think the lunch and learn idea is just awesome too. Uh, webinars and... Dude, webinars are good... I mean, you can film your webinar and just put it out. I mean, heck, you could charge for it if it's really good enough. You don't have to even do it over and over again, necessarily. Yeah. Live. I love sure, the lunch and learn. Right? And send it out there. Yeah. I mean, you go to a major metro area and do a lunch and learn. Join the chamber. Put out an e-blast to every business that's a member of the chamber that you'll do a lunch and learn for their organization. Sit there and call them. Ask them. You could, if you did one lunch and learn a week, 52 a year for different businesses, you have any idea how much business you can get from that? I don't. It's ridiculous. For the rest of your life, you could do that and never hit all the business in a day. Let's say you're in New York City. You can do one a week for the rest of your life and never hit all the businesses. You'll probably go back and do a lot of them twice. If you were doing some big companies and got in there, probably more work there for you than you could do in the rest of your life. There's just so much opportunity. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. But it takes effort. It takes time. That's where people fail. And a lot of commitment. Yeah. And, and some people don't find it fun to, to grind it out every single day when you're tired to go turn it on in front of a bunch of people. Do it anyway. Suck it up. Yeah. That's what God made coffee for. <laughs> it is. That's a great name for a book. Anyway, yeah. I mean, the more you can give freely, and social media is great. I mean, we do a ton on social media. But the, the work you put in face-to-face, I don't think you can... I don't think you can uh, replace face-to-face. Mm-hmm still valuable and people forget that people forget that anything else I can't think of anything else I think we've covered it
personal networking groups. Gosh, I mean, there's just so much there. Industry networking groups that are businesses that complement your industry. Partnering with those businesses to do events. There's just no shortage of things to do. In the community, in your community, large, medium, or small. I mean, you would have your own department or intend to have your own department that works purely regarding social media, getting the message out there. Getting I've changed, I've changed the entire way that I think about leveraging services. Mm-hmm. The entire way I look at our company, at our firm. We're a social media company. We're a social media organization that sells legal services. Yeah. We're a media company. We are a media, I'm sorry, that's a social. We are a media company that sells legal services. Media could mean all sorts of things. I like that idea. That became really clear to me. And I have to credit Gary V for that. Because I think he gets that. He became a media company that sold wine with Wine Library. And I get it. And that's what we're doing. It's my job as CEO and number one marketer to provide enough work for myself, my staff, and other people that I bring on to replace me. That's my job. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Greg. And that's how I view networking. In 30 minutes or less, because it was 26 minutes. (laughs) 